Hey, Rob from Foot Traffic Coaching here. We're going to be bringing you some tips and information on the Ironman and Ironman 70.3 races in Taupo, information on the courses, things to do around town, and interviews with athletes and other people. So, hopefully you will pick up some information that might help you in your training and racing for these great events. So stick around, listen in. So I'm here with a good friend of mine, Greg Payne, who is an applied biomechanist and an expert in the field of biomechanics and specialises in athletes of all levels but works a lot with triathletes and particularly a number of the foot traffic athletes who are training for Ironman this year so taking this opportunity to talk to Greg now as we're coming into Ironman and a few things that he thinks athletes can do leading into the race and during the race. Greg's watched Ironman a few times and he's seen um, the effects that fatigue can have on, on athletes as they get through the event and he's really interesting to listen to. Thanks for uh, taking this time Greg. Just give us a couple of thoughts on the next couple of weeks as people go into Ironman and what should be focused on. Thanks for having me on board, Robert. This is a privilege. So leading into Ironman, this is obviously when fatigue is going to be a real um, issue. Obviously athletes are really at the, the sharp end of their intensity and obviously working pretty hard. So this is the time when I'd particularly be conscious of any sort of niggles that start to present themselves, firstly and foremostly. Secondarily, I would, I mean, and I'm not a physiologist, so it's hard for me to comment on this relative to specific workouts, but this is where I would start to really think about key things within your technique, within the spin bike run, that you feel might be a little bit off, or just, you know, get those finer points into your technique that you can extrapolate through to race day. So that's where I would be. But particularly the transition from bike to run, as far as your leg speed on the bike transitioning through to higher leg speed straight into the run so you're not uh, swamping yourself in muscle fatigue and also i'm sure you'd agree with me that any little aches and pains and niggles now with being so close to the race it's not worth risking it so you would suggest that people shorten a session or cut a session out if they have any doubt that something they may be feeling could be leading on to something more serious? Yeah, I, I think that there is a lot of validity in, like, a, say, if it's a run session in a, a walk-run mindset. I mean, if you are putting an effort in, you've got a little bit of a niggle in, say, your calf or your knee or something like that, I don't see anything wrong with stopping walking for a minute or two minutes focusing on your walking posture particularly being upright are my glutes still working is my pelvis still stable am I still looking straight ahead and then getting back into your um, run tempo and reassessing because it could just be a fatigue issue within that actual set but then if you kick back into the run again and you've still got pain then most definitely stop and walk to cool down so that would be the first thing I'd suggest yeah that's great advice and Greg you know that I'm the worst walker in the world don't you so definitely knowing how to walk properly is really important and as a lot of you people will be walking through the a stations it's actually not a bad time to to practice that fast walk routine so you don't lose too much time when you do slow down to walk to get your fuel on so if we talk about the specifics of the swim as the athletes get in towards the end of the swim they start fatiguing you know they would have been swimming for an hour some will be swimming for more than an hour maybe even two hours for some what are we going to be noticing happening and what are some of the things people can do to start minimizing the effects of that fatigue setting in so the first thing i think we're going to start to see is the the pelvis is going to probably drop the position of your pelvis in the water has a profound effect on what happens below being your legs and your kick and above which can be your head position and or your rotation and catch so the first thing to think about as you're starting to fatigue are your hips starting to drop and are you 
hopefully maintaining pelvic tilt like keep your your butt up so it's almost out of the water that obviously reduces drag as well so below that I would be conscious of what is my kick doing am I getting a, a disconnect between my arm stroke and my leg kick thirdly and these obviously these two are related I would make sure that you're not starting to look ahead in the water keep your head down because obviously if your head starts to pop up as in looking straight ahead then that's going to um, increase the likelihood of your pelvis dropping and lastly and this is almost probably the most important as you transition from the swim to the bike make sure you're still catching with your lats so you're not overstretching through your shoulder because if you're catching with your lats then that's going to help your position on the bike so you're going to be more stable in your trunk on the bike so those are the things I'd start to consider. Yeah, that's awesome. There's some really good stuff there. Uh, so as we move through the bike, what is typical with a New Zealand course is that the longer the race goes, the, the more the conditions come into play. So the fourth quarter of the bike can get pretty difficult headwind and climb back to Taupo. So as people tire, there's obviously a lot of body movement and what are the things that we can do to negate that and prepare people for that last effort just to get themselves home? So if we extrapolate through from you know, that, that comment I just made about the lats, when you particularly get towards the end of, of the ride, the trunk starts to get quite sloppy, particularly laterally, which is side to side. So I have a little cue that I like to give um, my athletes, and this applies to whether you're on a TT or on a road bike. You want to imagine you've got like a little spike directly underneath your sternum or your breastplate. So you want to feel like you're, you're holding yourself up just off that spike. You're not compressing down onto it. So that will help your lats to fire as well, again, to keep you nice and stable. But particularly when you're starting to get towards the end stage of such a long bike you know, on course chip, your cadence is king. Like it's super important because if your cadence drops, things happen. One, you get localized muscle fatigue, so you're going to start to burn your quads out. Two, because of that, the way that you upstroke is going to be negatively affected, so the likelihood of blowing out your hip flexors also increases. So three, if you're really, as you're getting closer to transition, your cadence on your bike needs to replicate your run cadence. Because if your cadence on the bike is, say, 80, and you want to run at 92 foot strikes per minute off the bike, that disconnect is going to make it very hard for you to run effectively off the bike. So just think of a nice fluid circle, not pulling up. Don't think about the upstroke, just nice and fluid and that'll help you sort of transition into T2 nicely. So good. I can imagine everybody's just sitting there now activating their lats and moving their sternum around. You probably look a bit weird okay. at, your, at your desk. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, obviously, we hit, we hit the run, and uh, this is where we said fatigue affect people the most. Um, you can have a fantastic bike ride, but it's really only a good bike ride if you can run well. So keep that in mind. If you're giving up a few minutes on the bike for a reduce fatigue on the run then that's not a bad thing because if you push too hard on the bike and end up losing half an hour 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 and a half on the run that could be a real problem so hitting the run what are we going to be doing to make sure that that when we reduce these effects of fatigue so i mean obviously we're talking mainly about fatigue and and principally the latter part of the run but really to transition well off the bike the key thing to do is to literally get your pelvis upright and forward as quickly as you can so don't let yourself slump into that that the iron man shuffle because yeah. that's that's just opening up a can of you know really bad things so when i say getting your pelvis up that's pelvic tilt you can look it up online sort of a posterior pelvic tilt so pelvis is upright and forward and that'll help your glutes to work and therefore unload your hip flexors particularly coming towards the end of the run 
don't be afraid, as we discussed previously, don't be afraid to walk through some of the um, transitions because that will just give you enough chance to recover, but also reset your posture. Don't start looking down at the ground. Make sure your gaze is forward all the time because your head is heavy, and as soon as that starts to go forward, that makes your quads and hip flexors work more, and the more they work, the less your glutes in particular are going to do the right job. So the final thing I'd really pay attention to is just keep your pelvis forward I cue people imagine as you're running you've got someone's hands on your butt pushing you forward from your hips so don't lean forward keep your hips pushing forward and keep them upright and that'll make a big difference to your cadence because the lower your cadence drops the higher your contact time the more likely you're going to drop really quickly into fatigue so those are the key things I'll think about that's great those are definitely cues that that I use when I'm racing and uh, you know it only needs to be a subtle change in position and posture to have a huge effect on what's going on later on so just to finish up Greg tell us a little bit about yourself you've got some exciting projects on at the moment and like I said before you help a lot of the foot traffic athletes out and you're a real asset to the team so tell us about what you've got on the road at the moment well firstly it's my privilege to be a an associated member of the foot traffic team. Well, I'm still treating under Biosport as my local one-on-one brand in, in Auckland, but I have just launched biomechanics.tv, which is programs specific at this stage for running, but movement-specific pain, and looking at movement-specific efficiency. So, and that's just a product that's going to continue to evolve and grow, and there will be a lot of triathlon-specific stuff coming up soon. So, yeah, biomechanics.tv. Thanks, Rob. Thank you. We'll, we'll put a link to the to Greg's site in the show notes. But yeah, we're interested in hearing your feedback on some of your thoughts around this. And when you see Greg and I sideline, make sure your hips, pelvis is forward, shoulders back. Ass is engaged. Cadence, cadence is ticking over. Anyway, thank you. Check out our website at foottrafficcoaching.com. We have a whole heap of information on there for you to check out about our training plans. And we will also put a link to our race training and race tips email series in the show notes so check that out anyway thanks very much